Welcome to the Filmesteins, the podcast where we discuss all things movies. Join us as we dive deep into the latest releases, revisit classic films, and explore the art of cinema. Whether you're a film fanatic or just love a good flick, we've got you covered from Hollywood blockbusters to indie gems we'll be breaking down the storytelling, cinematography, and everything in between. So grab some popcorn, sit back, and get ready for some cinematic magic. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash filmesteins. We offer tiers at the $1, $5, and $20 level, where the $20 tier grants the ability to request films for future episodes. How cool is that? This is the Filmesteins, where movies are more than just entertainment. They're an experience. Welcome back to the newest, greatest movie podcast in the world, The Filmesteins. Thanks for tuning in to this glorious show. And thank you for joining me today. My, I mean, we all know now, I should say our shark movie expert, Lucy. Hello, everyone. We're talking about another shark movie today, The Meg. Are you familiar with it? Yes. What kind of experience do you have with this, this 2018 film? I actually saw it in the movie theaters when it came out. I don't think it was, uh, you know, opening weekend kind of thing, but um, I did go see it at the movie theater, and that's about it. Did you like it back then? I loved it back then. Like I said, it's a 2018 film surrounding a megalodon directed by John, here we go, Turtle. That's, that's, yeah. Written by screenplay, written by Dean Jorgaris or Horgus or Horius. Not sure. <laughs> it's got our boy, not really our boy, but our boy Jason Statham. He's he was kind of a surprise lead in this movie. I, I had I didn't know anything about this film going into it other other than the megalodon of course i didn't know how big he was gonna be i didn't know who was in it i didn't know this was a warner brothers film i didn't know anything about this i didn't know jason statham was in it not that he's a a-list actor by any stretch of the imagination uh maybe he is on some radars but he uh he's an interesting face to see because i associate him with crank and crank too, I guess. But I remember this being a little bit of a phenomenon when it released. I know it made quite a bit of money for its budget and for the the premise of a shark. We don't have a lot of shark. We don't have a lot of animals gone wild movies breaking, you know, being blockbusters, being actual blockbusters. You know, they're all in a way chasing that Jaws energy from way back when. And the Meg did amazing on its $130 million budget. This film went on to make about $530 million. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, we're getting close to four times the money. That's, that's impressive stuff, especially coming from a shark movie, of course, in 2018. What I wanted to say off the top was I'm really surprised how expensive this movie does look. Just because it's very, you know, kind of B tier premise and everything, you know, it feels like a, feels like it could have been a science, a sci-fi channel movie like Sharknado or something like that. Yeah, and that's kind of what I expected, something in that realm. But it did go to theaters. I don't know if Sharknado went to theaters, but not that that is a mark of quality, but it is kind of a mark of 
how much money went into the movie on some level. I mean, eh, it is and it isn't, I guess. But everything, this is probably the most overly produced movie I've ever seen. In that everything's very shiny, everything's lit like, I, I don't even know what it's lit like. It's like, I guess it's lit like a commercial or something, like a cologne commercial or a car commercial or something. Like there's something very, very corporate about it. There's something very just weird and I want to say uncanny, but that's not quite right. But just, just something very off about this movie in the production of it. I also wanted to say that the effects are <laughs> pretty good. I can't, I'm actually really surprised. I'm actually really impressed by how good they are. Why is a random ass shark movie making better, you know, CG under life, underworld life than fucking Marvel? <laughs> you know? I, 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 give me some high level yeah. thoughts, man. You, you found a way to bring, um, Marvel back I'm in. I'm bringing Marvel. It's either Marvel or Harry Potter. It's getting brought in every episode. No, so the first time watching this um, at the movie theater, I thought it was phenomenal. I mean, you can imagine watching this at the movies. You know, I, I think the movies are, you know, meant for some of these very highly produced movies. It just gives it the, you know, over. I don't know how to say it, the like the overdone quality of it, putting it on a big screen makes it even more over <laughs> the top. So, yeah. you know, that that was fun to see. My second time around, and I kind of hate you a little bit for this, I noticed things that I have problems with that I didn't notice the first time around. First time around, you know, just a huge fucking awesome shark which is still cool which, right? oh yeah no 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 which is still cool second time around it's still fucking awesome shark but now i notice the you know human plots a little too much a little too much who was the biggest offender i know who the biggest offender was the biggest the girl suyin i think she was the biggest offender so. <laughs> yeah yeah they really forced her Onto us, yeah. I was gonna say the biggest offender was the black guy, uh, DJ. I think that was his name. He, I know this is maybe gonna drive people crazy and me just saying this, but <laughs> he's just he's just the funny black guy. I think almost everything he said was supposed to be a joke, and this is, and I get this is not you know a character driven movie by yeah. any stretch of the imagination so which, we have these mega mega archetypes mega which, ah, ah what were you say i which i think that's my issue now that this the characters weren't developed and i'm seeing it yeah. which before it was just oh i don't care about the characters yeah no and okay. i get that it's okay i get that but um yeah finish what you're saying about dj that's i mean that's basically it he just i liked his energy and his playfulness, but they just didn't give him anything, which it's hard to do in a movie like this. I get it. It's hard to do in any movie we're learning, I think. It's you need smart people behind the camera and on and on the camera and in front of the camera. <laughs> Everywhere you need smart people to make a really nice movie happen, really awesome, like a John Wick type movie. They almost did him dirty in putting him here in this room full of scientists he, he's supposed to be a scientist too he's part of this research good point uh 
you know group of people that are researching the uh bottom of this of the ocean yeah and then we give him nothing yeah and especially because his counterpart was kind of uh what's her name lax i think that was her name jacks jacks yeah ruby rose's stupid ass <laughs> and she was like they they forced it down her throat or our throat that jacks down her throat that she was this brilliant fucking tech whiz i can hack you need this kind of hacking you have this kind of hacking problem don't look any further i got your back she I just she was so fucking annoying she mm-hmm. was i guess i'm i don't want to say she was the biggest offender of just stupidness in the movie because she's you know i just have a personal thing against ruby rose yeah you know and but, but she's also had a little bit more going for her for as a character than my boy dj is that his name dj yeah because he was just they just made him they made yeah exactly like you were saying they just they made him silly and these are his peers especially jacks they seem to be each other's counterpart in some way especially sitting literally across from each other where they were working and this is funny all the cast members on the wikipedia page have something you know kind of mildly interesting next to their name but dj has another engineer and that's it that's all they say about him like some of these other engineers at least get the satisfaction of being you know aboard the mano or this guy's a millionaire or you know part of this other crew but he's just another engineer that's kind of funny that is funny. He didn't even get an engineer aboard the moon. Like the exact same thing Jack's got. Yeah. That's funny. And I know that must have something to do with the Chinese kind of tendrils all over this. Because they uh, are not big appreciators of black folks. They like, they don't want them being the main characters and whatnot. They don't want them being on the poster and stuff. You know, a la every fucking thing from Star Wars over the last 10 years. But it uh it does hurt this film because... It's just, he's, he's, uh, he's just, he is just the comic relief. Like, it's just, it's so, I don't know, it's kind of jarring. Yeah, you can't make him the comic relief and a scientist. Yeah, not, I mean, yeah. But he wasn't, like, he wasn't even a scientist. Like, he was by listing on the Wikipedia page, but as far as we know, there was nothing. That's true. What was his role? Maybe he was the custodian and no one knows. (laughs) Yeah, because, like. I mean, from scene to scene, he's fine being making the jokes, but he didn't. He didn't have his moment, you know. Everyone kind of has their moment in a movie, right? Especially a stupid movie like this. He didn't really have his moment. His big ha ha was probably like he didn't have a big ha ha. I don't even know if he had a big joke. Like there was no setup for this character at all. And I just I don't know. I'm I feel for DJ. Yeah. I'm a, I'm not offended. I don't give a fuck. But he uh he deserved better, especially being. Jax's counterpart because fuck Jax yeah because Ruby Rose apart or uh, Ruby Rose aside Jax was probably the worst performance and the most annoying character yeah and there's even a scene where um Jonas our main dude they're in the elevator and he's I don't know uh what Jax says or something and he's like oh you I think you're the smartest one here or Something along those lines, like giving her credit. And I was just thinking, what gave you that idea? What 
what gave you that impression here? That she was the one that knew what she was talking about. I I didn't get that. Yeah, and it's hard to say if he was being ironic because there wasn't enough character in any, in yeah, any of these characters. Yeah, they uh they forced her down her throat. I don't know what that's about. I think they forced a lot of. They yeah, I mean they forced everything except Jason Statham. Probably Jason Statham is obviously the star. Which I didn't know he had a diving mini career when he was younger. That's and, cool. Yeah, he won like awards for dives. I don't know competitions and stuff. So that's pretty cool. That's very cool. Yeah, that must be why he's bald. I think he was the only one out of everybody that did pretty much his own uh, diving stunts and water stunts. Oh, that's cool. Film. So that makes sense. He seems like the kind of character who would do his own stunts. Yeah, he's like the British Tom Cruise. The British Tom Cruise. <laughs> The hairless Tom Cruise. The hairless Tom Cruise. Yeah, I know him probably, apart from Crank, I probably know him most from Fast and Furious, I would say. I think that's where you saw him from too, right? Yeah, that's that, where I remember him from. Is that the only movie you think you've seen him with? Yes, He's in I quite think a few so. Things. He's in a lot of B movies like this. He doesn't get the love like Tom Cruise does. Yeah. He's in The Expandables. Oh. Cool. <laughs> I know you love the Expandables. I love that film. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you had a, I guess, a major issue with this girl. What's her name? The main girl. I think her name is Suyin. 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 Okay, I see it. She um, she was the star of the cologne commercial. You know, she they they made her look as good as possible all the time. Yeah. There was one edit that I noticed that was really really bad when Jason Statham's character Jonas had you know just got out of the water when they were when they were all on the boat and he had just is that when he stabbed the shark in the mouth with the spear thing to inject the poison or whatever the morphine. I think he got out he got out of the water, he was laying down and then he was talking to everyone basically and it was like it it would be on his face and it'd be on DJ's face, it'd be on State Jason Satan's face, it'd be on the like the manager's face, mm-hmm. the Suin's granddad or whatever. And then and so when that happens, you they need, you know, when Jason's his eyes need to be like where they're at. Like so if the granddad okay. is to Jason's left. His eyes need to be to our right. His They need to be facing that way. And so when the camera moves in such a way, it all lines up. Because it, then it confuses. It can confuse. If you're paying attention, it will confuse you where everyone's oriented. And so he, I'm pretty sure he looked to our left, his right, because he was facing the camera, right? Yeah. And when he talked to Suin, and then she was all the way on our right but he looked to our left and i thought that was like i was like oh shit i was like the next it was a kind of a far away shot so i was just like it's it's pretty easy to miss but i was like that's funny that i saw that there were a few edits that you know and i'm nowhere near noticing that kind of stuff i think but i noticed the weirdness at least now i do yeah there's this movie's weird isn't it yeah it's made the production of it is just a little bizarre. It yes. doesn't feel 
quite right, right? You can agree to that? I can agree to that. Okay. I can agree to that. And But I, I can't put my finger on, especially the editing. There were some parts where I don't know whose point of view we were supposed to be seeing some of these things from. So I it was it was odd. It was odd. Yeah. I know in uh previous episodes we have brought up, you know, kind of awkward scenes whether they're just awkward cringe or awkward placement or awkward to the storyline. This one was filled with awkward weird ass moments that didn't flow and it left me kind of surprised that I didn't notice <laughs> yeah, i didn't you, notice those yeah you just didn't care about them because the shark yeah, you know yeah i'm there for the shark really yeah i for can't sure. can't blame you that's and that's part of my problem with you know the godzilla king kong mm-hmm. movies specifically the godzilla films those the king kong skull island island one is pretty decent it's a little spectacle-y and it fucking shoves loki's what's his name tom hiddleston or something like that and yeah. brie larson at you know, it paints them in such a way that they are just like weirdly, I don't know. Like, it's like, I don't want to, like, it's like a, I can't, I can't, it's the same things happening in this movie with, especially suing. I cannot fucking point my, put my finger on the feeling it gives when I, when how it, like the camera, you know, pictures these guys, especially suing Jax, the little girl and maybe the ex-wife. Because all these other characters I feel like I've seen in other movies, basically. You know, they are just archetype characters, nothing interesting about them. They're just, you know, generic nonsense. Or generic, you know, catalysts to get the movie moving along. But these other characters just feel there's something so fucking weird about them that just... It's not necessarily the bad writing, either. Like, we just covered The Black Demon, and that movie's just... You can identify... In every single fucking scene, what's terrible about that movie? But this movie's got such a glossy sheen on it that it's it's kind of really hard to say exactly what it was, but it makes me feel fucking weird. Yeah, it's almost like these characters you just named. It's almost like they are sort of missing some expressions in a way. Maybe a little bit of the drama in those situations that you're in. Like, okay, Lori, the ex-wife, you just got stabbed and you're in the bottom of the ocean. You're facing this megalodon. You're trapped. No one's talking about rescuing you anytime soon because they got to go get somebody from Thailand, apparently, to come rescue you now, which that's weird. But where's the, the fear? Where's the freak out the panic the anxiety yeah the urgency the urgency the most it just reminded me the most interesting character in the whole movie is can you guess interesting character are you gonna say toshi toshi yeah toshi was very in very easily the most interesting character he wrote a letter we saw that letter pop up like three times you know there's something building there four times i think because i think he hands it off to yeah we see him writing it Slips into the pocket. We Yeah, we see him writing it. We see him when, you know, the other two are escaping. We see him tear it and fold it and then slips into the pocket. And then when, I think his name is The Wall, the other third dude, um, he gives it to the... Um, 
His name's The Wall? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's him. Okay. You know, he, um, The Wall, um, uh, gives it to the the granddad. Sunin's granddad, yeah. Yeah. And says, here, you know, your problem now. See, that's building something. That's interesting. That's building something without Toshi even there. That's how, that's storytelling. You know, that's that's some good stuff happening right there, but it never, never materializes, obviously. Which, yeah, yeah, it doesn't materialize. And I I thought after the grandpa died, you know, did, did somebody give Toshi's note to his wife? Did I get taken care of? I hope so. Well, we might find out on Meg too. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, there were a few, um, a few things that just weren't making sense to me. But I guess one of the smaller ones was in the introduction, where Jonas is rescuing everybody, and he basically leaves his two friends behind and saves everybody. And that uh, Heller dude, that doctor dude. And he's like, you know, what have you done? And then there's an explosion or vice versa, whichever happens first. And that's just no one. No one heard the explosion. Yeah. No, how one are knew, you? no one knew about it a couple of days later after the reports happened and stuff. And yeah. How are you? How are you questioning that this dude just saved your life? Yeah. And then he gives him he gives Jonas a diagnosis of pressure induced psychosis. And you brought up a great point. While we were watching this, how does he get to diagnose this dude if he shared the same trauma? Yeah, it seems that's, ethically kind of fucked up. That was hilarious. I didn't even think about that, but that's that's so funny. And they they run with that. They they hate each other because they do run with that. That becomes a major pillar of. Our main character. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what? Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, that was that was bizarre. That was a bizarre way to start off this movie. We could have, I guess, they wanted some of that drama on you know in the main part of the movie, not just the intro. We established that drama in the intro. They refine Jason Statham, Jonas, and they and then all you know surprise Keller is his name. Heller. Heller. H. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Heller is working for the mono, working for Dwight, and you know they're trying to <laughs> they're trying to like pretend this drama has real texture. And he and then how does he learn his lesson? How does how does Keller how does Heller learn like kind of back up on that after he basically does the same thing? Was it when they see the Meg? And then he gives him a look like a, I told you so. It's when he saves Suin, isn't it? Yes. When she's trapped in that cool cage. That cage is cool, isn't it? Big glass, oh, plastic wall. Yeah, that, that was a that was a cool cage. That was a cool cage. That was a cool cage. Yeah, and like it's that is what it takes to change your mind, and not like just simple reflection. I don't know. It's just a little. <laughs> it's weird. It doesn't. It's just not making sense. It's just like the logical, prob- probably of some kind of logical fallacy is happening here. Because, you know, you'd want to, you would, from the beginning, you want kind of an unbiased point of view diagnosing them equally. 
you know, or not not diagnosing them equally, but evaluating them equally and seeing, you know, because they've they have this shared trauma that's fucking insane. They yeah. just escaped a a shark attack, a meg, I presumably right, and 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 also an uh an, exp- an a fucking submarine that exploded so with like, their friends with their friends, and they lost those friends. Yeah, and it's just like uh, I don't know. That's not a, that's not the basis of. That's just not a basis of character. Yeah, and if... We base two characters off of that. <laughs> not just one, you know, because we keep both of them. So, I don't know, it's fucking weird. And if you're trying to show us that Heller is maybe hard-headed or stubborn or likes to hold grudges, then okay, I could possibly get that on, you know, why he's acting this way. But uh, no, we don't We don't get anything. So, I, I yeah. Yeah, he hurts the film. We're just naming things that hurt the film. Okay, well, let's name some things that don't hurt the film. Like the fucking giant squid. That was awesome. That was awesome. That was awesome. I like that. I I, like that. I don't know if there's any films that have a giant squid like this. Yeah, none. Uh, just Pirates of the Caribbean, I guess. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's that's true. They have a giant squid, but... But the, this squid gets eaten by a megalodon, <laughs> which is awesome. The megalodon doing its thing is awesome. Yeah, the megalodon, without a shadow of a doubt, is the star of this movie. Yeah, I wish they, I would wish they would either just make it almost fucking a silent film. <laughs> such human dialogue, such little human dialogue as you know as possible. Mm-hmm. Or approaching it from like the Shin Godzilla perspective. Remember Shin Godzilla? And it approaches yeah. it approaches it from like this almost hyper realistic, super urgent political point of view of how do we deal with this fucking problem? And instead they make it a mission impossible kind of mission and they they're just too I don't know, capable. <laughs> you know? They're just way too capable. Yeah, or even, even when their it... ships fucking ex- destroyed, they're too capable. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say, or even make it a just really gory. Yeah, make it super scary and gory. You know, maybe that could work. Or back up on some of the drama. The, the back up on the dialogue. I can't even call it drama, and just make it a little bit more silly. You know, lean into what most shark movies are, because you've got. You've got a great looking Meg. You've got a you've got some good underwater effects. You've got a cool ships that be, they're getting in. Uh, to be honest, those ships look real. The the yellow and orange ones they get in with the the glass. Yeah, like submarine looking ships. Yeah, I, those I don't even know if those are fake. To be honest, I can't tell. They look great. They look. It's almost like they look too good though, because the lighting in this movie is fucking just. <laughs> It's too commercial, I guess, is the best way to put it. It looks, it feels like a, a a brighter cologne commercial. You know, that's the best way I can put it. I know you're not familiar with commercials. Not too familiar with commercials. You don't see them a lot like I do. I mean, I see ads. Yeah, so you get some taste of that. But I know ads, a lot of Vic YouTube ads today are just much funner and much just more interesting and funny. And, but I don't know. Just the, it just, cologne commercial just pops out of my head that it's just almost like things are happening 
especially in cologne commercials things are happening in the commercial and you're like what is this commercial for and then it's like gucci <laughs> and you're just like i don't know how we got from point a to b to c to gucci <laughs> but that's kind of the feeling i get here when the characters that's are talking it's so funny it i mean it's pretty much that you know what what's what's the point here the meg what looks like a fucking badass the meg the meg I mean, my favorite scenes are definitely with... What's your favorite scene? I have a favorite scene. I have a favorite yeah. little bit. Yeah, I guess it's a favorite. It's hardly a scene. I have but... two. Okay, what are they? That I couldn't pick between. The squid was cool. The squid was cool. The first one is where we have the little girl. Yep, that's my favorite scene too. Yeah, in the tunnel mm-hmm. with her little magic ball, mm-hmm. ma- magic techno ball. It's the best part of the movie without a shadow of a doubt. Fucking awesome oh my god seeing that at the movie theater yeah was fucking awesome yeah that's cool oh god it's 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 there's a little bit of magic there there yeah. really is they yes. and it's the the meg is staring at you and you're you're frightened for this little girl but she's okay because she's not in the water so you can't be that frightened and then it fucking bites into it and you're like oh shit what is about to happen yeah it almost implied a sentient, nah, sentience. It almost implied a certain intelligence in this guy, and this is a shark, and they never deliver on that either. Not that, you know, we could be reading into it a little bit too much because there aren't. I, I don't think there are probably any other instances of that level of intellect, but it did kind of tap into that when he was kind of slowly moving up to the glass to see her, and it was just like. This isn't, it's like, this isn't your everyday Megalodon. Yeah. You know, kind of yeah. thing. And that was, I, that was cool. That was very cool. That was that good. Was, I mean, that's great filmmaking right there. Good job. I mean, this whole movie, whatever it was, this scene makes gave it, worth it, it. Yeah, it makes it worth <laughs> it. It was good. Yeah. I almost imagine like Bruce from Finding Nemo mm-hmm. just smiling there because the Meg looked like it was smiling creepy it was uh, it was good yeah good job my other favorite scene which we'll bring into this next also topic that's kind of awkward it's when the giant meg eats the little meg mm-hmm. whatever that's supposed to be that was cool i i love that it jumped out of the water you know you're not expecting it you're not expecting a bigger fucking shark to grab yeah. this already huge shark so That's that true. that was cool it just tore it right out made everyone fall fall out killed some people it was, it was awesome great. it was awesome absolutely yeah i guess they uh you know what they say a, a broken clock is right twice a day <laughs> so there's two there's two for you <laughs> i i i hate that my influence slash kind of pushing you into a newer new films old films all films has kind of ruined some of this old love yeah you ruined my magic that's for sure yeah i hate to hear that because you know that just it just sucks you know i want you know if you can enjoy it whatever it is as long as it's not hurting anyone preferably not yourself either you know go for it enjoy it please love it but I don't want to, you know, I hate that I'm kind of taking part in 
killing that for you in some way. But I hope at the same time, it allows you to appreciate the really, really good stuff even further than you possibly thought you could appreciate it, you know, like the whale. Yeah, I mean, there's some... The whale movie, not the... not the. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. There's definitely, I guess, a little bit of a sacrifice. But, uh, you know, yes, it killed a little bit of the magic, but it killed the magic the second time around. Sure. It, I think the first times I watch movies... I still get that. That's good. That's good. Know. If you can balance that that act forever, that'd be awesome. That's a good place to be. Yeah, we'll see. We'll yeah. see where this it goes. Just, it does kind of. It does uh, still kind of suck for you because you tend to like to rewatch films, and so <laughs> then you have yeah. diminishing returns after that. But that's okay. That's okay. As long as you're still having fun, and you know, change of opinion is. It's fun. It's a fun experience. It's a fun sensation to be like, huh, I'm a fucking idiot. (laughs) Why did I like this? Or like, you know what? I'm a fucking idiot because this is awesome. How did I not see this before? And that also happened with The Whale. The first time. You didn't love it? I didn't love it. And the second time? The second time. Oh, my God. I was was bawling. That's funny. Yeah. The first time, I didn't even cry. I was just, okay, you know, just enjoying it, I guess. Yeah. Then the second time, I paid attention to Hmm. everything. Maybe... Oh, it got me. Maybe some films we should just watch twice. I don't so, think it'll hurt. Yeah. No, it definitely won't hurt. I think it will only help, uh, especially analytically, or uh, I should say critically. But, I mean, some directors, lots of directors want you to watch their films many, many times to kind of process everything. And uh, Christopher Nolan's real big into that. He wants to push that that philosophy of filmmaking more in that you know, the first time you view a film is kind of a draft opinion of it. And then you you watch it over and over again and you kind of figure out, you will literally figure out kind of what's happening, especially in a Christopher Nolan film because, you know, they're confusing. and But they always, I guess they always tend to have characters because of their, the producers. This is, it's kind of a funny negotiation that happens with Christopher Nolan films as he makes weird films, um, story-wise, and his producers basically force him to have a character that is just tells you everything. And so it's kind of one of these things that we've talked about before about how some directors and writers and stuff and producers, uh, spelling things out and, you know, making Mm -hmm. it look like it makes the movie kind of look down on you. Like you don't understand what's happening. So we have to tell you what's happening. Yeah. So that, it's kind of a funny thing that happens in movies sometimes. It's not the visionary's objective to include that kind of thing, but sometimes the bankrollers are, you know, gonna, they're going they're going to require that on some level because they want to talk to the lowest common denominator and so there's a kind of it's it's one of these things we'll just never really it's one of these mysterious things that we'll never really get to the nut of because it's different for every film, you know. Right. So, yeah. I did appreciate the cute little things in this movie, like them putting a fin on top of the Roomba. Mm-hmm. That was cute. That was cute. When uh, Jonas was swimming in the water and he was singing uh, the Just Keep Swimming song from uh, that was funny. Finding Nemo. That yeah. was cute. You know, a lot, of, a lot of cute moments like that that I really appreciated. And Pippin. 
Pippin was cute. Pippin yeah. was cute. I also liked the shot, like the aerial shots of all the people in the water. Oh, yeah. That was pretty cool. That was awesome. And apparently they shot there. They went. They were actually in Sunya, or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, China. Is that China? Yes. Yeah, that's China. Sanya City. S- Sanya. Sanya Bay. Sanya. That was sick. Yeah. That lot, was, that lots was... of color, lots of people. Very cool. I don't know how much of that was CG. I've, I mean, it, I don't have no idea, but it looked great. That's probably when the color really helped this movie. The, mm-hmm. the lighting and stuff. And a lot of that was probably everything was probably natural and then any additional light was all in post. It was just that was just too big of a shot to have any kind of influence over that probably. But that was yeah, that was probably the coolest shot. Other than of course when the girls in the tunnels. Yeah. No, oh. I I loved every bit of that um that bit right there. It was it was just funny to see everybody on a floaty and um so many floaties. Yeah. And they were all basically the same. Yeah. It's very it's weird. My favorite the funniest part and the movie probably happened there too, because when those guys were on the that anchored little square dock, dock thing. type thing, yeah. and then the girls were like thirty feet in another direction, mm-hmm. they were like, "Hey, come over here!" And then when the megalodon was swimming under him, he grabbed the he indirectly grabbed like the the anchor, and he brought the girls over. Here you go. That was good. That was funny. <laughs> that was good stuff. Not good storytelling, but it's a little good ha. Yeah, another cute moment. Yeah. Yeah. At least, at least there were some decent things happening here, unlike the black demon. Oh, for sure. I mean, first of all, we got to see the Meg. That's true. And I didn't get the feeling that no one wanted to be here. That someone <laughs> didn't want to be here. You know what I mean? I yep. got that feeling in the black demon that people didn't even want to fucking come to work yep. that day. <laughs> yep. Jason Statham had a blast, I think. Oh, yeah, this, for sure. Especially swimming around. In some of the um, reviews I was reading, a lot of people like to bring up that this was a Jaws ripoff. Stupid. Stupid people. What are you talking about? Is it that there's a shark involved and that automatically makes it a Jaws ripoff? Yeah, I saw kind of stuff like that. It seemed to be kind of trendy to bring that point up. We pretend like there. First of all, we pretend there aren't. I don't know a hundred different Jaws esque movies, mm-hmm. you know, or shark movies just in general. If you want to just call that what a Jaws movie is, because Jaws is not just a shark movie. It may have inspired the shark genre in its fullest, but Jaws is. I don't even know how to sum up Jaws in like two fucking words. Jaws is a revolutionary storyteller, and showed the possibility of what story can look like in a blockbuster movie you know what character can look like in a blockbuster movie you know they showed that there it's one of these movies that shows that there aren't boundaries for what a great film can look like you know no other jaw no other monster water monster-esque jaws shark movie can even hope to show not even you know jaws one two Revenge, 3D, whatever. Of course, not the fucking sequels, but I don't know. It's comparing another, comparing any movie to Jaws, and I don't want to just sum up saying Jaws is a masterpiece, but it is. But it also just, it just just does 
it does the characters justice. You know, you can't forget Quinn. He's unforgettable. You can't forget the dialogue. You can't forget the relationships. You can't forget the setting. You can't forget the fucking shark. You can't forget the attacks. You can't forget the shots. You can't forget. You can't forget the fucking just perfectly weird jump scare, man. Like it's so, and it's so beautifully done because there's not jump scare in the rest of the movie like it, but it sets you up in such a way that you, I mean, you, if you were a, thoughtful movie watcher you're definitely gonna think there's more to come in that way Uh you know yeah so it puts you that and it happens early enough it doesn't happen in the first 15 minutes maybe happens around the 30 minute mark but it may have happened around the 30 minute mark with hooper i think his name was Mm -hmm. you know diving in the water and he just sees a fucking skeleton turn around and stuff and we are you know this is already we're 30 minutes in uh in a movie that Maybe at the time, I don't think has even shown the shark, but we know it's, you know, it's, we know it's there. We're in a, we're in a fucking resort, an island resort, you know, community, community that that relies on tourists to go swimming at the beach and shit. And so we have this perfect setting for, you know, everything to come. And then, you know, we were hit with the jump scare. And then for the next, I don't know, maybe, hour and a half or so we're on the edge of our seats for something like that something else that's kind of a jump scare and we don't quite get it the next jumps the closest thing we get is probably when Brody is throwing chum in the water and he's not looking and we see the we see Bruce pop out of the water there you know there's a little bit of a jump scare happening there on some level but not not quite on the jump scare you know nature but it's just a master of storytelling. I don't know. You can't say it's like fucking saying, I don't know. It's like saying any fucking gangster movie is like you know it's just a rip on The Godfather. It's like no, that's not. a Godfather rip off. Like, uh, I, I, I don't know. I can't think of any examples of that shit. But that's so. That's so. And I saw that. That was kind of trendy to like bring that up. Yes, very trendy. It's like every other review was up. Oh, Jaws, Jaws did it better. Jaws rip off. This is <sighs> this this isn't a comparison to Jaws situation. N- nobody was trying to do that. I'm, I don't know. It was just very silly for everybody to. That's it's, bizarre. It's super trite. I mean, it it's almost it screams almost this. I don't love it. Like obviously some people do, and so I need the I need to knock it down a peg. And how am I going to do that by comparing it to a great, I guess, you know? Because, I mean, this is probably the second biggest, aka, you know, shark movie to ever hit the big screen, money-wise. Mm-hmm. And probably phenomenon-wise, uh, next to maybe Sharknado. I mean, I imagine those are the three big ones. Jaws, Sharknado, and Meg. As far as, like, just reach and, you know, the, the zeitgeist and everything. Yeah, I mean, there were a few shark movies that came out to theaters. But nowhere near this much um, anticipation yeah. and advertising. Yeah, the next one would probably be that Jessica Biel one from the early two thousands. I think it's called like the Deep Blue Deep, Sea. Yeah, or something, something yeah, like that. So. That's probably the next biggest one, and that's not. I mean, that's an iconic shark movie, but that's has nothing on even the Meg. Of course, not Jaws, but yeah, that's. I don't know. That's you can't. It's that's like comparing. 
I don't know. My touchstone is going to be in video games right now, but it's like comparing Skyrim and like, I don't know, The Witcher. And like, because they share kind of a D&D esque thing where you have these fantastical elements and you have all these RPG mechanics and you're, you know, you're in this big world and, you know, it's just kind of, and they're just, I don't know. No one does that though. No one compares The Witcher and Skyrim. Yeah. So like, I don't know. It's they're just, each their own thing. Like, I can't think of a movie like that. That's kind of on that level. Cause like a place where you say that is like when fa- fantastic beasts, because it's part of the same universe as Harry Potter. You know, Harry Potter is not the greatest thing to ever hit the big screen, but fantastic beasts is some of, some of the shittiest stuff to ever hit the big screen. Right. Yeah. And so agreed. there's, there's a legacy there that they are, that they kind of need to live up to on some level and they are failing miserably with every new fantastic beast movie and you see that with series all the time shows and movies where they progressively get worse but i don't know i can't i can't think of anything off the top of my head that's yeah i'm trying to think i've never been one either to compare something like that in that in that from that angle like oh this did it better I've never, that's never really popped up in my mind. So I'm having a hard time, re, you know, orient myself on that plane of where that can, what that can look like. So not to sound fucking above that, but I have a hard time thinking about that. Cause I, don't, I just don't, you got anything? It's like, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's like comparing ants to a bug's life. Does that sound right? Yeah. Okay. I can see that. There's just, I mean, there's also something to say about like, shark movies are kind of a unique thing where there's just a fuck ton of them and they share a lot of like generic shark movies share a lot in in common because they're cheap and just fucking crack for some people right but is ants and bugs life they have nothing to do with each other yeah and they they stand on their own like they're i don't know maybe the horror world would be a better route to look in but then again people are gonna be like well the original Rob Zombie's Halloween's is not as good as the original. They're going to say shit like that. No one's going to say Halloween does it better than Friday the 13th. I don't I don't think, right? I've never I don't know. That's a weird ass thing to say. I'm fucking I mean, I'm hung up on that. It's it's even weirder because it was the um the Meg was nominated for a Golden Raspberry Award in the worst prequel remake re- ripoff as a ripoff of Jaws. It won an award for that, which is it's weird. Even sillier. It's weird. That's weird. I I don't know what else to say about it. That is. I know. I'm it glad, bothers me. I'm glad that. I'm glad that you said what you said because I couldn't have phrased it. No, thank you. Better because I also thought no. Why would you think this? But you know, I don't. I don't know if I could have put it to words like quite like you did. So. Jaws is an important fucking film. Not in just its pioneering nature, but in its storytelling and its cinematic nature. It's it's not a film you can compare to things lightly. Yeah. It's really not. And Jaws is not one of my favorite movies, by the way. But I mean it's it's I mean it's up there. It's probably my top one hundred or whatever, top fifty maybe, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, top fifty makes it sound like one of my favorites. But I haven't seen that many films, you know. <laughs> I beg to differ. Have you seen this? No. Oh, I have. Have you seen this? Oh, no, I have. (laughs) (laughs) I've done that? Yeah. 
Well, sometimes sometimes when I say that... I haven't seen many movies. Yeah, it's kind of relative, isn't it? <laughs> it's kind of relative. And I mean, not even to mention Jaws, the, the score. Yeah, I mean, you don't even... Magnificent. I mean, most people... It's probably one of those things, but I bet you the Jaws theme, at least, is transcends the movie. I think that's obvious. Yes. Kind of like the... Darth Vader being Luke's dad or whatever. You know, Luke, I'm your father or whatever he says. Yeah. I'm your father. Something something like that. Which is, you know, crazy. One of the crazy things in movies I know. But everybody knows it without even seeing the movies. Most people in the world have not seen Star Wars or Jaws. But I bet you, like the Golden Arches, they fucking recognize those quotes and that sound. Yes. Bet you. I once heard that the golden arches were more recognizable than, like the than Jesus on the cross. Holy crap! That's what I heard once. I don't know if it's true, but that sounds true to me. <laughs> I mean, so on Letterboxd it has a two point four overall, which is pretty low. That is it's a little low. lower than I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be in the high twos, thought like two point seven, two point eight, because I thought I. Even after the movie, I thought that because I thought people were a little higher on this movie. I thought it became kind of a classic shark movie, but apparently everyone's like, well, it's got nothing on Jaws. I don't know if anyone was saying that it did. Maybe someone somewhere on YouTube was like better than Jaws and it just triggered and they everybody. ran with it. Triggered everybody. And they even, you know, went out and made a special award just for that. Yeah. Are you excited for the Meg 2? Yes. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Hopefully there's more Meg, less forced love interests, less weird dynamics. Hopefully there's like five Megs, Meg family. I got the impression. Papa Meg. That'd be cool. Yeah. I got the impression that it's going to take like a kaiju route and the Meg's going to fight a big animal, another big animal. I haven't seen anything. I haven't either. I haven't seen a trailer. I saw a screenshot. I haven't seen anything. Yeah. I don't I don't know anything about it. I just know Jason Statham is in it. Okay, That's so he's back it. in it. Okay. And I assume we wait, did the Meg die? <laughs> I can't even remember. Yes. All the sharks came in and Oh yeah, that's right. He ripped his guts it. out. Which was yeah. pretty cool. The ending was pretty cool. And he stabbed him in the eyeball and that was dope. Yeah, I'm interested to see how they bring this Meg back. Or this new Meg. Yeah, it's gonna be a new Meg. Unless yeah. it's going to be a mechanical Meg. <gasps> what? Because this Meg supposedly escaped through the yeah. pocket there. Which, that whole plot is just, it's just weird to me. How are you going to have two Megs, but one escaped? Did one swim up there real quickly after the other Meg? Did one wasn't in the pocket and yeah. was somewhere else yeah they did what it about I, that first explosion from the beginning who was that the other meg <laughs> yeah they have some answers they uh they have some questions to answer there don't yeah. they i, I, they I mean do. i do i do kind of like the way they explained how the the first meg or whatever got out the one that followed him or at least that's what they think i do like the explanation behind that mm-hmm but yeah, it doesn't really help the narrative where with the first Meg, whatever or whatever that was, if Meg or not. That's true. And then the bigger Meg or the smaller Meg, I guess, whichever one came out with them. I'm not. Sure. It's hard to say, but I did. I do like 
I liked the graphic and them, you know, telling us, explaining what was going on. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's some fun to be had here for sure. And as a shark fan, you gotta you gotta come see the Meg. Oh yeah, for yeah, go see it. It forget the story. Well, forget the humans. Go see the monster. Yeah, the best character. The best characters were probably Dwight. Did I say that already? I don't think so. Yeah, Dwight's uh, character was probably just because he's you know he's he's got good energy and Jason Statham's fine too. He's cool, but it's you gotta to watch this movie effectively. Does that make sense? You need to numb your mind. This is a good movie to watch. When that you're when you're so high you can't stand. <laughs> this is a good movie to watch when you're at in high school and like the substitute teacher substitute teacher brings out a movie the Meg's a good one to put on. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Well, thank you, thank you for watching this movie with me, man. Thank you for watching a shark movie with me gonna make you watch many more shark movies yeah we're gonna watch every one that uh, that comes past me at least you know i'm i'm gonna keep a record of the ones that the the new ones especially especially the ones that managed to get a trailer you know (laughs) the ones that cycle go through the youtube algorithm you know any of those and maybe what the watch the other Jaws, or at least Jaws 2 or something, so you can kind of see where things went. It's, it's sort of interesting, just historically speaking, and it just you just see where all the shit fell apart immediately after Jaws, where they just didn't understand what Jaws was. They either understood and didn't care to capture any of that magic ever again, <laughs> which is fine. That's fine. Didn't Spielberg say that the best... Jaws ripoff is Piranha 3D. I think so. Was that Spielberg? Which we I need don't to, remember we need who to watch said that. it, but I, I think, think so. uh, what's his name is in that? Um, the guy from Kangaroo Jack. And are we there yet? Uh, Ice Cube. Ice Cube, yeah. I think Ice Cube's in Piranha 3D. Not that that's a <laughs> that doesn't give me high hopes. Yeah, I'm not running to go see it. <laughs> yeah, I like that his son is basically doing the same movies he was doing. Oh, yeah. Because he was in Cocaine Bear. Yes. Isn't that awesome? That's awesome. Because, you know, Ice Cube's most famous movie is Friday, of course, but his his most famous bullshit B movie is probably Anaconda. Oh. That's probably, I would say. Yeah, I don't know. I just know him from Are We There Yet, Friday, and Kangaroo Jack. Kangaroo Jack, of course. Oh, shit. Kangaroo Jack, man. That's come up too many times in this podcast, I think. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll watch Piranha 3D at some point, too. All right. The release date for the Meg 2? What is it? It's August 4th. I thought it was much sooner. I thought it was coming up in the next couple weeks, actually. I didn't see any numbers. I was just... The PR cycle seemed to be starting, so I felt like it was pretty close. Yeah. So, hopefully this is one we go to the movies to see. To get my a little bit of my magic back. Yeah, we need to start going to the movies to see some of these. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'd like I mean I'd like to see Barbie early 
Yeah. I'd like to see. I mean, I wanted to see Bo is Afraid early, but I don't know. Bo is Afraid is a three-hour movie. Oh, no, please. So, I don't know if I'm up for a three-hour movie at the theater. Yeah. I don't like not i don't like the lack of subtitles for one i don't like having i don't like the inability to pause if i have to go pee or get some food or whatever right or have yeah that that's a movie we need to see here at home yeah it's also not a it's not one of those movies i feel like needs to be seen on the big screen i mean i hate to say that because i want my boy ari aster and joaquin phoenix to make you know the money yeah i want ari aster to have any budget he fucking wants but I don't know if that's going to happen after Bo's Afraid. So, I don't know. Budget is also a good restraint for directors and filmmakers to have because it forces them to be creative. Mm-hmm. So, there's maybe a little something about that, too. Because I imagine, because here, because listen to what I just said. Bo's Afraid is three hours. The budget was 35, uh, about $35 million production budget, budget, I should say. That, you know, not including directing costs and acting. And marketing, of course. But I imagine that if that budget was half, that movie probably would have been like two hours. You know, and I imagine the budget really uh, inflated the the runtime of that movie. Imagine that's what happened. Uh-huh. So I imagine that, mo- that movie is probably chock full of insanity. And just, it's probably hard to watch. It's probably sensation overload, storytelling overload, cinema, you know, that camera fucking shit overload. It's yeah, probably I don't, I don't want that. There's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be an intense movie to watch. It's gonna be an experience. And at a movie theater, it might be a problem. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say I don't want that. I mean intermission. Uh, overload. Yeah. In public. <laughs> yeah, because Batman. Oh my god, Batman! I was having a panic attack. A panic attack. And that's just due to its being too fucking long. Yeah. And not having and uh, the lack of subtitles kind of hurts the movie too. I think. What? What did he say? <laughs> I know, right? I'm vengeance. You're what? Vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great Batman though. Rob Pattinson. I'm I'm excited for the second Batman. I don't know if we're probably not going to see it at the theater. I don't really care for that, but no. but I'm very interested in Robert Pattinson's Batman. I think it's very it's very moody and cool. Yeah, man, but. Thanks for watching this with me. I this has been a long time coming. I've just never been in the position to watch the Meg, the 2018 Megalodon movie, the Meg. If you like what you hear here, 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 here. come check out our other podcasts. What are some of your favorite ones we've recently done? Sisu is a good one. Sisu is a good one. John Wick's a good one. Yeah, John Wick's a good one. We just gush over John Wick. I love John Wick. Yeah. Let's see. The Black Demon's a funny one. <laughs> it's 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 the it's podcast is funny. The episode yeah, is funny. The episode <laughs> the episode is funny. Go listen to that. Had you cracking up in that one? Yes, you did. You had me cracking up in that one. And you know what? Go back and listen to Jaws because we're on a shark kick here. So the Evil Dead Rise is a really great episode too. Great movie. Oh, yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. Go check out some of our other podcasts. They are blowing up. We are becoming viral. <gasps> Yay. Well, thanks for listening to this podcast. This episode. We'll be back. We'll see you next time. Take care. Bye bye. 
And that's a wrap for today's episode of The Film of Steins. Thanks for tuning in and joining us on our cinematic journey. We hope you enjoyed our discussion and gained some new insights and perspectives on the world of movies. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform, especially Patreon at patreon.com slash And follow us on our social media for more film-related content. We love hearing from our listeners, so if you have any feedback, suggestions, movie recommendations, or book recommendations... Please feel free to reach out to us. Until next time, keep watching and keep loving the magic of movies. This is the Film of Steins signing off. <laughs>